So welcome to Lifting the Veil, a bi-monthly podcast dissecting all things socially constructed. On today's episode, we will be discussing bodies and our different experiences with them, why we love them, why we hate them. So without further ado, let's start off with an icebreaker about what we're listening to this week, what we're watching, what we're finding especially interesting. Alyssa? Hmm. I want to hear what you guys are listening to first. (laughs) What I'm listening to this yeah. week, I've been listening to Marion Hill. Who's that? This week, I don't know. She came up on my Spotify. <laughs> I don't know, but she's got some of the funkiest. It sounds like soul music, mm. but sexy soul music. I, I'm pretty sure her whole album is just about seduction, and I'm more than okay with that. <laughs> I'm like, I can just <laughs> you break yeah. out some very different dance moves with this. <laughs> Sometimes you need that in your life. That's yeah, good. especially just solo dance parties. Like last night, I was like, I'm gonna stand in front of the double mirror I have in my room and just break it down. I'm like, right? It's wow. like that Janelle Monae song. Yes. Yeah, is it weird? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is it weird that she likes to twerk in the mirror? <laughs> oh yeah, I know what you mean. Come on, queen. Mm-hmm. Come on, queen. Yeah. Um, I am not going to lie, I do that all the time, but <laughs> when I'm cleaning, especially, I mm. love to blast music, and like, this morning as I was cleaning my apartment, I'm like, playing music really loud <laughs> from the TV, and I walk out all the way down the hallway to the trash chute, and you can still like, hear it, like, it's clear as day. <laughs> I'm like, my neighbors hate me. <laughs> my neighbors hate me. <laughs> we love you. That's okay. We love you. <laughs> if I was your neighbor, I would be knocking on your door and being like, can I join? <laughs> I'll help you clean. Oh, hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, what am I listening to? Mm-hmm. Um, Ariana Grande's new album mm-hmm. I've been really into. She mm-hmm. has this song called Greedy on that is like a funk. Um, it's a funk song in a minor key. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's so good. And it's so sassy. And then right in the middle of it, there's just a modulation. And it goes, oh, it's, it's everything I want in life. <laughs> and it's good it's like it's been it's been really good she's cute mm-hmm. i have been listening to solange's new album which you I just put out on yeah. friday you just posted something yes i did and her song don't touch my hair is yeah. wonderful, my <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing i was literally like at my work kind of maybe a little bit in tears because of how much i related to this album <laughs> And, like, also, like, just really, really happy that I'm finally getting the content that I need. Yeah. So, yeah. Ugh, I love it Because, so I mean, much. it's called A Place at the Table. A Place right? at the Table, yeah. And it's totally just about making your own space mm-hmm. and putting your own voice in, mm-hmm. in the perspective of a woman of color out there. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's super, like, a chill album to where it maybe could possibly put you to sleep a little bit. But, yeah. like... It's not something, it's something that I would just, if I was feeling super insightful, I'd put on. Yeah, there was, um, iTunes, how they described it was really interesting, because hmm. I try to find it. I haven't been to her website. Is it a visual album, like Beyonce's is, or? I don't know. I don't really, I she, So, iTunes has it as a, con- a confessional autobiography and meditation on being black in America. Mm-hmm. This album finds Solange searching for answers within a set of achingly lovey funk tunes she finds intensity behind the patient grooves of weary expresses a range through restraint and mad 
and draws strength from the naked vulnerability of where do we go. The spirit of Prince hovers throughout, especially over Juni, and a glimmer of merriment, an exquisite portrait of sadness. Mm. So I was. So many emotions. (laughs) Yeah, she has so many features. Like Little Wayne is on this album. Yeah. And it's in a song called Mad. Mm -hmm. And it's just. I I love it. I love Solange. So, any new Fall TV guys? Fall TV? Yeah, like tons of shows came out. Oh my god, my show just ended. Well, not like totally ended, but I just watched the season finale, I think it was two weeks ago. Of what? It was Mr. Robot. Um, oh. oh, I've heard a lot about yeah, that. Yeah, me and too. It's just, it fucks with your head so really? much. Really? Like, you think one thing's going on, and then the next episode's like, oh, let's turn it around. Oh my god, you. I have oh, to watch let's it. Let's turn it around and do it again. And you're like, <laughs> can't keep up oh my god i love shows like that <laughs> yeah is it on netflix or hulu or anything i was watching it on it's it's on usa i know it's on there so if you have do you have cable uh-huh no. you do uh-huh. okay i think you can sign in with your provider and watch it on there it's on amazon prime i know okay and it might be on hulu it might be. Most definitely going to have to go home and binge watch. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, I, I relate to it on so many levels. And, like, me and my partner, we were watching it together before it ended every Wednesday. And we would just, like, look at each other at certain points. Like, this is us right now. This is wow. relating to our lives. Like, is yeah. this TV show reading our minds or something? <laughs> it's so weird, but so wonderful. You were just talking about a show. Yes. So everybody needs to be oh. watching Queen Sugar, Atlanta. Empires. Did you guys ever watch Empire? Mm-mm. I watched season one and obsessed over it, but right. I'm really bad at cable. coming back. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm. I'm really bad at that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just forget. Yeah. <laughs> and so I haven't seen it since season one. Yeah. <gasps> Gotta watch it. It comes back. Cookie is like everything. Yes. So good. Empire. How to yes. Get Away with Murder came back, too. <sighs> Right, oh which gosh. I love. I, I saw season one. I just that. love Viola Davis. Like, yeah. I just, my God, that woman. Mm-hmm. And then there's some interesting movies that are coming out this year too. What is that one movie? Um, and they're in NASA, and it has Janelle Monet. Figures, hidden figures. Figures, hidden figures. Yeah. Yeah. Super stoked about that one too. Yeah. And I know a movie with Lupita just came out. Yeah. Yeah, I need to see that too. So. Good stuff happening. And of course, I am 2018 Black Panther. That is what I'm waiting on. <laughs> also, um, Luke Cage just came out on Netflix. Yes, right? yes, Everyone's it did. Been talking a lot about is that. that yeah. About the bulletproof black man? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wearing a hoodie. Just about, that's uh-huh. what I clapped my hands about. I was like, shit. Yes. <laughs> Super relevant. Like, right yes. Now in society. Yes. Well, Drill is really bad at TV and stuff in general. Mm. But I love, I have. So I love to obsess over things that I really like. Mm-hmm. So Darrell's currently working his way um, the eighth time mm-hmm. through Parks and Recreation. <laughs> <laughs> because I just love that show so much. And that's what I'm doing right now. And actually, a couple weeks ago, I was really heavy into Xena Warrior Princess. Because <laughs> that came out on Netflix. Yes. And, oh my gosh, like. So bad, but so good. So yeah. good. It's so bad, literally, but yeah. so good. <laughs> like, just like bad acting, bad effects. But, like it was the early two thousands. What could you do? It was it's such a good show. Mm-hmm. 
Classic. Classic. We'll never get old. <laughs> we'll never get old. That's very true. Yeah. I'm really excited about this news topic because it's something that I like to address just in this modern day society with advertisements showing quote-unquote perfect bodies and just those advertisements being shoved in our face consistently. So the topic (laughs) is body love. Body love. What we love about them, what we hate about them, and the reasons why we should love them more. I mean, I don't know if that's the verse that we're going to be talking about, but that's, oh, I think, a great... The structure of it. The <laughs> outline. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, who wants to talk first about their experience with their body and what it's been like for them? I'm interested in what you've been going through, because in the last podcast, you said yeah. that like, you your just, body has changed size. He, well, yeah. and he said he just, just experienced what body... Um, privilege. What a, privilege, mm-hmm. that's what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so growing up, pre-puberty I was like just like the skinny little kid as everyone I guess I guess not everyone but a lot of people are and then puberty hit and man I got I got big (laughs) (laughs) like my aunt um who's a physical therapist or was for many years uh she was like oh it's okay Israel people grow out before they grow up like you'll be fine like I wore a sweatshirt every day to work or to school in middle school because I did not like my body and what it looked like. I wasn't athletic. Um, I did a lot of sports as a kid, but then I found music and I was like, fuck sports. This shit's way better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, I found out that I loved that a lot more. And also I went to a middle school that was like predominantly white in a upper middle class um, area of where we are here in Tacoma. A lot, like, it was a lot of two-parent working households, like, where one parent would work at Boeing, and the other parent would work at some other pretty good-paying job. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a dual-income home where people were making over $100,000 a year, mm-hmm. whereas I was, you know, this chubby little mixed kid with a single mom and uh, would spend weekends with my dad and, you know, all this different stuff. And, and my body was a lot different than everyone else's because of that. Um you know, you have all these, like, sporty, fit, skinny, white people. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I really want to look like that. Like, I don't look like these people. And it was really weird. So, um, yeah, I went through this phase where, like, I was buying etnies because I was like, I want to be a skater because if I hang out with them, maybe, like, I can look like them. And no, like, your body is does not bit like that drill, mm-hmm. no matter what you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, come on. But, yeah, and it was just like a, I was really, a, a depression, I'm sure, uh, undiagnosed, but, like, in through middle school, and, like, I was cutting myself, or in near, I mean, obviously, you know, it's super gay, so that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was also a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, um, not knowing how to deal with that, but also, like, having you know, a unique family situation that was hard and a myriad of things, but definitely part of it was me not feeling comfortable in my own body. Mm. So, and that lasted for a few months, but thankfully I was born with good resiliency skills and was like, well, this isn't helping, so fuck this. Like, Mm. this isn't, this is done. By the time I was a senior, I had kind of grown into it. Looking back, I'm like, oh my God, Ugh, what was I thinking? Always, like, always. I was this skinny little twig. Like. What was I missed? Oh. I missed something. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my God. 
if I knew what I had. You know, like your experience <laughs> is like my exact experience. Like, yeah. Alyssa, I, why did you think you were 200 pounds when yeah. you most definitely was not? Yeah. <laughs> like you were fine. And as I, as I got into my later high school years, my mom, my mom has always been very athletic. Like as a kid, I remember going to triathlon meets mm-hmm. um, where I would be cheering my mom on and, you know, she came in and out as, with her working out as people do. It became much more firm. Like our di- like the food that we eat became really intentional. Like we would mm-hmm. have a grain, a starch, a vegetable, and a protein at every meal. Well, every dinner. And so my body got used to that. And I came into college like, like I did not eat fast food mm-hmm. by the time I graduated high school. It was all, you know, healthy foods. Uh, came into college, you know, and then it was like, as you gain mm-hmm. weight in college, you know. Um, like looking back, I was like, wow, my first year of college, I looked a lot different. And I mean, it really apexed around my junior year. That was my, my most stressful. My clothes were getting a lot tighter. I was ripping through pants really quickly. I wasn't working out like I was like my, my mom and I on the weekends, like we would go to the gym every Saturday morning and work out. Like that's what we would do. And I wasn't doing that anymore. And I'm like, why am I this big? This is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, like, you know, also things are more important, like school and mm-hmm. working two jobs and all that stuff. So, as at Apex, there was <laughs> there was a concert that I was playing in where my hips went numb during the concert. <laughs> um, because my waistline had gotten so much bigger. Mind you, the tux that I was wearing was fitted for me when I was 16. Wow. But, um, yeah, my hips went numb and I was like, okay, this is a wake-up call. Yep. We need to start going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, how long did that actually last in college, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, I was, and then, you know, I wasn't because homework and school. Basically, I was on and off through college, and then I graduated, and that was the first thing that I did. Like, graduated on a Saturday. It took a week to, like, clean our house and move out and everything, and started work following Wednesday. And then that following Monday, I joined a gym mm-hmm. and just never went back. And so... That was a year and a half ago now, and for the first six months, I was working out like three hours every day, because mm-hmm. I was working a split shift um, at a daycare, <laughs> so I'd open and close a daycare, and I had this four-hour gap of time mm-hmm. in between, and I would just go and work out, because I loved it, I missed it, and mm-hmm. it was I felt happy again doing it, and I lost 20 pounds, and mm-hmm. super proud of myself, and then fell off because of a lot of other things that were happening in my life but then everything got settled down again and I was like I need to find a gym and I had moved to downtown Tacoma and Mm -hmm. just found one and it was again just like a I'm now going and I just started going every day and it's been an amazing journey since and my body through this process since graduating has just changed so much and it's it's kind of crazy, especially going through this, like, dating scene, being a gay man. Um, because I think we mentioned this last time is now I'm all of a sudden, all of a sudden ethnically ambiguous. Right. <laughs> and so this, like, Indian and, oh, what is someone? Oh, no, you, you, uh, Filipino. Filipino. Pacific, Filipino. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's just, it's so funny how this has happened now. And I, and I love it. Like, I'm, I have not taken offense to it at all. I just. I find it amazing. Because I was afraid that I no. <laughs> last time. I was like, oh. no, not at all. And I think that's what a lot of people get so weird about. But I'm like, no, this is fun for me. Like, right. 
this is interesting. Like, I've always been red as black. So, um, like, I remember that one of the um, first times I was, like, hooking up with someone and my, you know, muscles starting to come out and everything. And I was like, why are you grabbing my, like, dude, what are you doing with my arms? Like, why are you, like, molesting them? This is, oh, they're just, like, so, like, strong. And I'm like, oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've never, I've never had these there before. I guess if you're into it, that's fine. Like, I didn't feel uncomfortable. It was just like, I was just trying to understand why are you, Why are you touching my arm? So much. So much, yeah. Like, it was clear that he was, like, really... Feeling it, right? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you... (laughs) Luce? (laughs) (laughs) Should have seen Luce's face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, I could dig an arm. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, it was just so weird to me. And then I was like, oh, this is, this is something new. Like, I had never experienced people wanting me for my body right Mm -hmm. um so that was that was fun i guess (laughs) it's always fun Um, yeah and now it's like i'm also like getting red like you know upon people just seeing me of like oh this person works out and this person works out a lot like that's which i which i do but it's it's like this shift in how people are seeing me Mm -hmm. now right whereas because for me the reason why i work out is I don't do it to make my body look a certain way. Like, I have goals, obviously, and things that I want my body to do and to look like, but that's not really the reason. The reason that keeps me going um, every day is, one, because I'm a community-based person, right? Mm -hmm. I don't like to do things alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was very proud of myself for those six months that I did it by myself, but I was feeling really alone. And now I go to a gym where it's like a family um, ultimately, I I see myself and my body as two separate things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so me working out is bringing those two together. Mm-hmm. And so by me pushing my body past these boundaries, I see it as building a relationship between myself and my body. And it's amazing to me seeing what my body has been able to do throughout this process, how it's changed, how it's worked with me. You know, very thankful for my ability, for sure. Um, not having any significant medical issues that would prevent, prevent you, yeah, from doing a lot of these things. But yeah. I see it as a way of bringing myself and my body together, mm-hmm. and it's the longest-lasting relationship I can say I've ever had. <laughs> wow! Because it's been with me that you know my body's been with me as long as I've been conscious and alive. Yeah. So in that way, I, I want to say it's almost spiritual um, mm-hmm. in that sense. You know, it, after you, like, listen to how a child's been abused over mm-hmm. a long period of time, sometimes you really just need to, like, hit a punching bag really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it's, it's, it's good. Like, I'm not a violent person by any means, but, yeah, it's sometimes, I've, I've learned that it's really helpful to do that. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'll just go to my trainer after class and be like, hey, can we just, like, box for a minute? Like, I just need to get some shit out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's me. <laughs> so that's me. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to go ahead and ask. But okay. it's a general overview. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm interested in Luce's journey too, because I know you've had a, you've had a, you've had a like a huge, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always been a pretty tiny person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm five foot two. I'm ninety eight pounds. Maybe I'm ninety. Are you really 98 pounds? 
so tiny. <laughs> when I was in high school, I started to pay attention to the way other people looked. Mm-hmm. Started to pay attention to how I looked, and not in a good way. I I just saw like so many things going on at the same time in high school, man. Yeah. Like, I was questioning my sex- sexuality and, like, seeing how different genders were built, and I was like, I don't want to have curves because mm. I realized I didn't want to be a woman. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to be in a woman's body, and so that was one thing. Mm-hmm. And so aiming for this ideal body led me towards something called the bulletproof diet, which, fuck off. It was the worst thing that has ever happened to me. Um, there's this guy named Dave Asprey, whom I despise. He created this thing called Bulletproof Coffee. It's coffee with coconut oil in it. I yeah. Think, I think it's like MCT oil. Yeah. And, like, that's your breakfast. And that, that supposedly lasts you until 2 p.m., but he mixes coconut oil and butter. Yeah, yeah. So you convert your body from feeding off of carbs to feeding off of fat. So it's basically Atkins Reloaded. Right. So I I started, like, with that, and I started drinking coffee with coconut oil for breakfast, and I started going towards the Atkins diet. And mind you, I'm still, like, seven pounds back then. Petite. I lost like 23 pounds in a period of like two months it Mm. was a lot and I was a skeleton I realized like I thought I was doing something good I didn't realize how badly like my mind was working against itself Mm -hmm. yes keep doing this this is good Mm -hmm. you're you're losing weight that's always a good thing right Mm -hmm. people like skinny people whatever Mm -hmm. um and I remember I was out on my own at this point and I had this, I had this like full length mirror that I would obsessingly check myself in. I'm like, is my stomach completely flat yet, or whatever? And I would work out in front of it too, so I could like watch myself. I remember one day I was so weak that I just could not pick myself up, and like I looked in the mirror and I lifted up my arm, you know, like bingo arms, grandma bingo arms, yeah. how the they skin. have flab, flab. Sorry. Oh wow. The the Atkins diet just ate away at all muscle. Of my muscle, too. And I just had skin, skin on bone. And I just cried. I broke down. I was like, oh. that's that's it. That's rock bottom for me. Yeah. I think about that a lot. Yeah. Like, just that moment when I looked and I was like, I can't pick myself up anymore. I'm that weak. Yeah. I was 74, 73 Jeez. pounds. I was like, well, something needs to happen. Yep. And so I... I looked towards, like, my only friend at that time. Her name was Nadia. Shout out to Nadia. You're wonderful. Aww. I was like, will you please go grocery shopping with me? Because mm-hmm. I'm afraid to buy fruit because it has sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, you can eat fruit. You can eat whatever the fuck you want. She was like, yes! so gung-ho. <laughs> like, like, here, I'm going to buy you this. I'm going to get you this. <laughs> Look at that. Like, do you want a cookie? Eat a cookie. <laughs> and she, she definitely helped me out there. But it was, like, four four years in recovery so like Mm -hmm. this past year has just been me like yeah I'm finally Mm -hmm. I'm okay Mm -hmm. um so it was a really really long journey to make just because anorexia Mm -hmm. sticks around with you eating disorders the rest of your life yeah you still have those like thoughts that occur like oh I feel so guilty I'm being bad eating this brownie no I'm gonna eat the fucking brownie yeah (laughs) 
I think it was, um, it was super recent. I was, like, laying down somewhere. I think I was laying in bed with my partner. And looking at them, I was like, their body isn't perfect, but I adore it. Mm-hmm. Like, this... Right. I don't care what yeah. you look like. I love you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why can't I love myself that same way? And wow. It's just like laying there. You know what? I'm never going to have a completely flat stomach. Why do I keep trying so hard to, yeah. like, why am I beating my body up so much in order to fit it into this box yeah. that society tells me mm-hmm. is beautiful? I can invent my own kind of beautiful. I can just be. Yeah. And this year especially has been me like getting to know my body again instead mm-hmm. of viewing it through this anorexic lens i guess that's <laughs> i guess that's me yeah. <laughs> it's been a it's been a just a roller coaster still is still is still is still, yeah, still learning. like still is a journey absolutely and there's especially for me like the turning point for where i could actually be successful in working out every day right was one, understanding this, you know, myself, my body relationship, but also, like, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm big, and I can get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, shit. Oh, my God. When I was, um, bef- yeah, before I started working out, damn, my ass was fine. It was like, like, my ass had this. so much jiggle, and <laughs> yeah. I was so, I was so proud of it. Like, I was so proud. Like, not really, like, happy with everything else, but I was like, you know what? This ass, though. But this like, booty, though. <laughs> Look back you at can't it. Clock this yeah. <laughs> this booty, though. Yeah. And it was, and it got to the, I was like, you know, I don't fucking care. Like, having sex with people and them wanting not to have sex with me because of my body, I'm like, that's on you because, like, I'm this fantastic. is like, <laughs> Yeah. And, like, believe me, I have, you can check my records. Like, <laughs> I can rock your world whether I'm big, whether I'm little. When it's good, it's good. Okay. <laughs> I got but that was, good, good. Yeah, and it was, it, I just had to switch to this mode of radical, radical self-love. Where I was like, if other people don't like the way I look, that's on them. Like, I love myself. And just because I am too, I, don't, I actually never weighed myself, but I'm guessing it was somewhere around 230 pounds. It was, it's like, what the fuck ever? One, it doesn't mean anything. Like, two, I'm like, that's I'm happy. Number. Yeah, and I'm like... I am in college, mm-hmm. and I was working two jobs. And, and college students are always sleep deprived. Yeah, we never get any sleep. Yeah, so <laughs> nor like, do we eat enough. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Fuck it!" Like this is this is myself, and I'm not. I'm not going to not love myself. Like to me, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like this is my body. This is what I have to that. work with. Yeah, you can manipulate it and change it, but like the seed to the plant, the roots to the plant is. You, you don't like you don't like it and that's what really had to switch for me because I, I mean like I hated myself I just I really just had to switch that frame of mind to really be happy and be successful and actually working out mm-hmm. so I vibe with you on that vibes <laughs> all day working out was also something that I had to switch my views with mm-hmm. because before working out was just to lose weight just to maintain this body right. image mm-hmm. and now I just try to turn everything into a workout am I running after the bus? sweet that feels <laughs> awesome sweet, uh, sweet. Um, now I love just, that now I'm just having fun with it now I go to Point Defiance which is just my favorite place to go ever I swear and I just like I go animal that, that makes my body feel happy when it's, like, in its natural environment instead of, like, 
being tortured, smacking pavement, you mm-hmm. know? But yeah, no, I, under, I understand that because for me in this whole working out journey, especially now that I have a trainer, right, mm-hmm. is for me working out was the same thing. Like, I feel like I have a lot of body that I need to get rid of, right? Like, I have this fat. Like, this is even as I'm, like, I've already accepted my body and everything. I'm, like, like, because my strength and conditioning is what we do, right? Mm-hmm. So my trainers are heavy into weightlifting and all this stuff. And I'm, like, listen, I have enough muscle, okay? We need to lose body. <laughs> yeah, like, I love, like, and it, it's, it's coming to, like, oh, like, this is a new world. This is a new moment. This uh, is kind of cool. Like, I'll sit there and just, like, feel myself all the time because it's, like, it's still really, like, these muscles are still really new on me and are fun to play with. But it's, like, I've had to, like, also through this journey learn to love my body in another way. Mm -hmm. Because before, it's, like, it's, like, that middle school drill is still always, like, Mm -hmm. no, I want to be stick thin. Mm -hmm. I want to have that, you know, early 2000s white boy skater body. Like, Mm -hmm. That's what that's what I found beautiful and what I was attracted to in middle school. Like, that is that it's still there. Like you said, like it's still in the back of my head. And I like it never goes away. Yeah, you just have to learn how to twist it. Yeah, and and I like what you said earlier of of loving your body, but then also like you can have goals and want to change it. Yeah, but still loving it. Yeah. Yeah, and loving it through the process. And loving it through the process. And I think most definitely it touches on my journey of I've always been body conscious just because of who my mom was. Mm-hmm who was a bodybuilder and is so, so my relationship with food was also intertwined with my relationship with my body because Mm -hmm. I would be grounded for eating a brownie. I mean, it was punishment and it's just because of how my mom was. My mom is very type a Mm -hmm. and, and I'm pretty sure it was her relationship with food as well. She was learning and she did make mistakes Mm -hmm. and I was the first child. So of course (laughs) I was the one who got all the shit, but (laughs) like I would punish myself and I would feel really guilty if I wanted to eat a brownie and, or I wanted chocolate milk. And my dad was the guy who would drive us to McDonald's and eat donuts and stuff. So I never really led a balanced life when it came to food. And so I just remember during middle school, my mom would just always tell me, you could lose a little bit of weight. And it's just, and it wasn't like, it wasn't coming from a malicious place. It was coming from her just trying to improve how I looked. Yeah. But of course I was 13 and I just hated myself in the process yeah, <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. Who, who <laughs> likes himself at 13? Yeah. And I just remember just being this really tall girl and having these big boobs and this big ass and this small waist and being sexualized by boys I did not like. And being told I had to look a certain way and then just being like, I just don't want any of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to be, Elisa, be happy. And I didn't like myself at all. I don't think anybody would. So I used to work out with my best friend and we used to go to the gym like three hours a day. And we loved it. Like, we loved it. It was mm-hmm. just a great social time. Of course, we were there to check out the basketball boys. But hey. we also worked out. We also worked out. I was really confident. And recently, my dad passed away, and that's when kind of anorexia I have overeating, where I binge, and Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm binging until I'm done with the binge, and that's when I'm like, shit, (laughs) Mm -hmm. why did I do that? And I never realized that I had a bit of like a food thing until maybe two years ago when I was... After, it was after a binge, and I was like, okay, Alyssa, this is not healthy. This is affecting your life, really. And weight started coming on, 
but I didn't hate it, which was really weird. Like I was fine with it because I was learning how to love Elissa, not Elissa's body at that point. Um, and just falling in love with my personality, who I am. I was on my own by then living in my own apartment, making my own rules, cooking my own food and just falling in love with Elissa, but still gaining weight and being okay with that. And it wasn't until a year and a half ago where me and my partner were trying to hike up a hill and I'm dying, <laughs> of course, because it's fucking Mount Sai. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I can finish the mount. I don't think I can finish this. I did because I'm also competitive and I need to finish. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it took a long time and he was like, it's just not healthy anymore. You can't hike up this mountain. You know, you almost had a heart attack. And I was like, I mean, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I shouldn't be eating this way. Um, So, and still, I still hadn't accepted that I needed to make a change. It wasn't until this summer when I was like, okay, Alyssa, get your shit together. Mm -hmm. And it's this dual, like, balance thing of I love my body, but I have goals. And I want to finish my goals. And yes, I would like to see my body kind of change but I also love it in its change Mm -hmm. and like you were saying Luce it's it's still in the back of my head though while I'm weighing myself and being it always does and like I get super like number focused like I have to hit this number and if I don't my god the world is ending and so I really don't try to weigh myself but then I have to weigh myself (laughs) So, I don't know. That's my journey. And I've been on it for about three months, starting to see change now. It's kind of freaking me out a little bit because now I'm starting to get a little bit too particular about that number. And I see myself sliding back into, but I'm kind of like, whatever. (laughs) I love myself, but that's okay. We want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lifting the Veil. Special thanks to our guest, Haley, whose interview you'll be able to hear on SoundCloud in the next coming days. Share the love and spread the word by shouting us out on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever it is that you post on the most. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Jarelliboy, J-A-R-E-L-E-Y-B-O-Y. And yeah, that's me. This is Lucien. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Vidago or on Instagram as Lucien underscore Vidago. You can also find me on Twitter as quantum underscore underscore Oracle and Elissa. Hi, you can find me on Instagram at the Lotus Child um, and then it's an underscore. And I just want to tell everybody to protect your magic. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>